Welcome to the My Buddy Green podcast. I'm Jason Wachab, founder and co-CEO of My Buddy Green, and your host. Kellyanne Petrucci is a board-certified naturopathic physician, certified nutrition consultant, and the author of six best-selling books, including the New York Times and USA Today best-selling author of Dr. Kellyanne's Bone Broth Diet. Her latest book is titled Dr. Kellyanne's Cleanse and Reset. Hey, I could certainly use a reset right about now. She's also the Mind Buddy Green class instructor in our Beat Inflammation class, and I'm really excited that she's with us here today. Kellyanne, welcome. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Dumbo, New York. That's Yay. Right, right in the heart of Brooklyn. Love it. I mean, what a sense and a vibe here. <laughs> you gotta love it. Got everything. We uh-huh. got the park. We've got the water. We're so close to, to Manhattan, yet shopping, so far shopping. away. We've got that too. <laughs> but happy you're here, and congrats on the new book, Thank Dr. You. Kellyanne's Cleanse and Reset. Thank you, Jason. So let's get to the why behind this mm. book. You had a scary incident on a flight in 2017. So walk us through what happened. Yeah. So I think the why behind the what, which is so important for anyone to really embody a message that you're trying to really get into their cells. Out of all the work that I've done, out of all the books that I've done, I think the why behind the what in this book is the most critical. And that is this. I was on a flight 2017, been on many flights cross country. I was going from Los Angeles to New York. I was feeling particularly unwell that day, got on the flight, and as the flight proceeded, I started feeling, the best way I can describe it is this this feeling, wow, wow, like in and out of consciousness, just felt kind of sweaty, just not right. And it got so bad, in fact, that I turned to the passenger sitting to my right and I said, hey, my name's Kellyanne. I'm not on any medications. I'm usually a very healthy person, but I have a feeling I'm going to pass out and I may need your help. And if you can kind of get a picture of this, she was literally putting a cookie in the middle of her mouth as I'm telling her this. And she looked at me really dumbfounded. And that was the last kind of uh, slide, if you will, that I recall, because the next thing that happened was I was in the back of the plane on the floor with a bunch of airline assistants putting ice around my neck, my head, and I was going in and out of consciousness again. And a little kind of funny side note, I remember this particularly well, they were going over the manifesto and they were looking at and they said, are you sure this is the right passenger? She can't be this age. Are you sure this is the right passenger? And I thought, well, damn, I still look hot. (laughs) I'll take it. So, you know, but this is this is what where I ended up. And I ended up there for a reason. And I think the most important thing I want everyone to really dial into is it happened because I disconnected from my body. I went from thing to thing to thing. I became numb. And that, my friends, is dangerous. And the more I talk to people, the more I went through this process myself, that I realized this is really a pandemic. There are so many of us that do not connect to our source. And this connecting to your source is really the most vital information that you can put through your body. Is this really being aware, the sense of awareness? So I'm curious what ultimately was wrong and in your opinion, what was the the root cause of you getting to that place? I will tell you what got me into that seat, uh, or I should say in the floor, in the back of the plane. It was 
me achieving a level of success, always working hard. I've always worked hard. It's my DNA. It's who I am. I don't think that'll change. I think your paradigm of thinking of working hard has to shift sometimes. And I, mine certainly did. But what got me in the back of that plane was I worked and I worked and I worked and I started achieving more and more success. And as more success came my way, there were more yeses. Oh, that's really amazing. I have to go to that. Oh, that's incredible. I have to do that. Wow. And you feel really good. And it's almost being in the ego so much where you feel so loved. You know, what we all want as humans at the end of the day is to feel safe, loved, and important. And we're constantly driving through those two emotions or through those three emotions all the time and all of our decisions. And I think I really focused on this, this fact that, wow, I feel important now. So I'm, of course, I'm going to go to that. Of course, I'm going to do this uh, on top of me already doing multiple books back to back. I mean, this cleanse and reset book was my ninth book and it was ninth book in a row. Over the course of how many years? Of, uh, seven, over seven That's years, a lot nine of, books. Yeah. It's a lot. And the first five I did were, were with Wiley Publishing and they were very academic based research books. So there were a lot of legwork, a lot of work. And I enjoy doing it. I used to case the neighborhood uh, when I was growing up with a pencil and paper and tried to interview any neighbor that I could as a, as a very young, as a very young girl. This is again who I am and I want to stay true to my DNA. I want to stay true to who I am. But sometimes you have to step back and stop. Just stop and say, how do I feel? And that was the question that I found so many people didn't ask anymore. How do I feel? And for me, again, I became numb. And the more numb I can, you can't do that to your body. Your body has channels and gates and systems and biofeedback mechanisms and these, these energetic pathways running through your body. They all have to communicate like an orchestra. You can't shut things down. You can't compartmentalize. So in order to keep this orchestra going and beautifully working for you instead of against you, it's very important to keep yourself really tapped in all the time and communicate with your cells because your cells are craving to communicate. That's what they want to do. Sure. So what did you do next? How did, mm. What changes did you make in your life? Well, I ended up doing a lot of things differently. And on top of nutritionally what I did differently, I did unusual things that most people may not think of right away, which is you know, like the, your orbit, I call it, the people that are around you. You have to really understand that we are like one big ball of energy. And there are things that make this energy every day when you wake up vibrant and strong and bright and light. Which this, that's what people are attracted to. When you find a person that walks into a room and they're mesmerizing, oftentimes it's that, whew, that bountiful light that they've so beautifully uh, keyed in and understand. There's things that deplete that. I realized that there were people in addition to things that took that big ball of energy and leaked it every day and leaked it and leaked it. <laughs> Your energy vampires. Yes, and we have them. So start doing a critical analysis. Start doing it. I started thinking to myself, you know what? I need to strategize this like you would a business. Like you, you, you have to look at yourself as you know, you are the best business plan you have and sit down and start doing an analysis of these things because it's critical that you understand 
and know how things are affecting this. Again, think about your cells. If you can think about your cells just, you know, traveling through your body and get this real picture and understand they carry this megahertz, this energy to them, and they actually like to communicate. They communicate. And so when you start shutting these communication systems down, they don't likey-likey, <laughs> right? They don't. And then you start having these consequences to that. And the consequence to me is I became very depleted. So if you were to put a, you know, there's, there's, you can label what I, you can label my condition that I, that I had ensued with many different labels, but it was a, it was a affliction of depletion. It was severe depletion in every way depleting myself with really being around electronics way too much. As I was writing these books and doing all these things, I was constantly wired up. Too much too much being wired up. Too many. Now, I don't eat fast foods or anything, but I was eating grab-and-go foods. Unconsciously, I just became... What happens is when you start doing something, it becomes rote. You get that, that memory in your body, and then that becomes natural and normal to you. And that's not really who I am. But I started grabbing a lot of grab-and-go type foods. I stopped stepping into the wellness that I so embodied and that my patients really had adored, which they are the ones that said, you've got to write a book. You've got to write a book. All these things, I'm a Swiss-trained doctor. That's where I, I learned a lot through the Paracelsus Clinic, through the Marion Foundation, through Dr. Thomas Rao, one of the most esteemed doctors who really understood everything about dental uh, dental health and how dental health links to your body and you know, gut health. I was learning that way before it was popularized in the United States. And all of these things that I learned through my Swiss training, cellular matrix, understanding miasms, understanding the different, there's so many things that I learned. And that's how I lived my life, making sure all of these things were in check and in place through all my wellness practices. I shut all that down. I was too busy. Right. I wasn't getting enough sleep. Wasn't getting enough sleep. That was another big one. So between electronics and between people and developing a brand with it, <laughs> when you are developing a brand, boy, do you learn a lot about yourself. There's no personal growth program I can throw anybody in that will match that of trying to build something big. Sure. So it was a combination, you know, of all of these things that made me step away from who I am, who I really am. And a part of my studies was a Swiss medicine. And the, the other part of my studies was this ancestral medicine, which is my first five books were very laden in ancestral medicine, primal medicine. Uh, paleo is one of the first people to ever write a book on paleo, all of these things. I stepped away from understanding our genes. And, and, and wow, our genes, there are things that really, I mean, the New England Journal of Medicine states there are foods that work better with our body. We know this to be true. Why more people don't know this? Thank God they are. Thank God they're finally, thanks to things like Mind Body Green, they're getting more of an awareness of what these things are. But there are, there's science that shows us there are things that, that make us come alive and that work better genetically with us. And knowing all of this stuff and not abiding by it and saying, nah, nah, this is more important. That's right. the big message. How important are you to yourself? Well, you, you mentioned depletion, and something I, I like about the book is it's sure it's called the cleanse and reset, but it's not about juicing. It's not about depletion. So much of 
what you talk about with regards to food and nutrition is adding specifically adding micronutrients so talk about that and why you're such a fan about micronutrients and it's, it's in somewhat a you know a different more modern approach to to cleansing sure is and uh, if you know my work then you know that i created and fueled the entire bone broth category and i did that because i found something that worked on such a massive level and accomplished so many things at once so here's what i saw i saw people that were eating foods and they were not getting the benefits of having energy of having that revitalization, of having that cellular turnover, meaning youth, of being able to look they, the way they wanted to look. They would, they were bloated. They had that, you know, that that belly fat. They had stored fat, which is so tough. It's the stuff that nobody wants to, you know, look like. They 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 weren't healthy as they'd like to be. They were getting empirical data back from their their physicians that were showing that they had, you know, hemoglobin A1C was off. Uh, these inflammatory markers were off. All of these things, and this was such a commonplace. And I finally thought, well, these people are eating. It's not a problem of food. And even people that are at a, at a, a proper weight for their height and such, they still were depleted. And I thought, okay, so I started analyzing more and more and more and more patients and putting them together categorically and drawing kind of parallels and analysis. And I thought, you know what? People are eating, they're just not getting what they need. And so many of the cries that our body has is because we're missing stuff. We're missing stuff. And when I started using bone broth on a lot of people, I started noticing they were perking up. I started using collagen on people. I started noticing that they're perking up. So a couple of things has to happen when you eat food. When you eat food, how you get results in anything, I don't care if it's nutrition that you're looking for, weight loss that you're looking for, rejuvenation, looking younger, feeling less brain fog, not being bloated anymore, not having achy joints, all of these things that we see all the time. By the way, achy joints are one of the most common things that doctors see in their practices, is you have to do three things. And this is what micronutrients will do when done. It has to heal the gut. It has to reduce head-to-toe inflammation, and it has to help you become this natural fat burner. So using various and different kind of micronutrients, you start to accomplish this in your body, and you literally feel like you've been plugged back in. So bone broth is obviously top of your list on micronutrients. Sounds like collagen's two, maybe walk through collagen, the other, yeah. maybe other three or four that round out your top five or six. Yeah. So I, so let me just say real quick, bone broth, give you a real quick hit on that. I like that because the gelatin, the gelatin is like aloe vera on a sunburn. It soothes and heals and seals the gut. That's why that works. I love collagen because we actually, well, first of all, it's the most abundant protein in the body and it holds us up. It lifts us to, together, so mm-hmm. to speak. And we start losing collagen at about age 20, bit by bit by bit and early studies are showing us that a lot of these collagen replacement things like these collagen proteins which i love because they're anti-inflammatory and they're they're really i've never had anyone have any bloating or any problems with it and i love it Uh, so it's really very helpful to all of these things and there's also other things like prebiotic foods prebiotic foods are really uh, amazing and they have all these nutrients in there like you can have something like asparagus Mm -hmm. you can have something like jicama you can have something like even things like that little things that you add in like onions and so forth. These are all prebiotic based foods and they allow your body to do what it needs to do. So we have, you know, 
trillions of cells, but we even have more of these microbes in our body. And we have to say, okay, microbes, we want you to, we want our gut every 21 days, it turns over. We want, we want to turn it over with good, good stuff, but we also want a good place for this, these microbes to land. We want to have soil that it can land on really well. So these micronutrients are really good. I love berries. People are always looking for hacks, beauty hacks. And it's like berries are incredible beauty hack because they help protect the skin against sunburn naturally. So there's natural wrinkling that goes on with sun. Berries are very helpful in doing that just for beauty. And also- What specifically in the berries? Well, it's all about oxidative stress, okay? So this, the, the, the ability to, to annihilate free radicals is what these do. <laughs> that really helps the, the, your... So you want your cells and your blood... You want to think about your body. Again, if you get a visual, you want to think about it flowing like a river. You don't want to think about it clogged up like a swamp. And that's when you don't, you're not getting these antioxidants. That's when you're not getting enough fluids and you're not getting enough water and things like this. That's where the true cleanse comes in. Right. The true cleanse comes in when you get things flowing and moving. And if you think about your intestines over 20 feet, you have to think about this. It's a small, narrow tube that takes up a whole lot of space in your body. And you want foods that cleanse you, not clog you. So getting all this awareness and you know, getting all these foods, and that's, that's when your body starts, mm, you, you start turning into, you know, you become bionic. And that's what I want. I so want to I, become bionic. I take it you're not a fan of colon hydrotherapy. I just think that there's more than one way to skin a cat. Can I answer it like that? I've tried. So I've talked to Frank Lipman about that. So I tried every, you know, I've tried everything in my wellness journey. And there was a time, shit, it's like seven years ago, I was struggling with parasites. And like, it was before I really started to see Frank. And I tried colon hydrotherapy. And like, I tried everything. And like, I met Frank and he shares your philosophy on cleansing where it's not about, and his, 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 what what he'll say about colon hydrotherapy is like I'm neutral, you know. There's there's no real science there. Some people swear by it, some people don't. Got to be careful about who you go to because it's potentially dangerous. Um, but his philosophy is your philosophy. It's it's about adding the good stuff. And we always have to think about that. And that you know? that's a true cleanse. That's a true detox. It's adding the good stuff because our body, when working properly, has its own natural detoxification system. Think it's about there. it like this. Yeah, you go through phase one, phase two, liver detoxification. Yeah. You can do, you can push your body into this very naturally. But, you know, you really have to think about this. I mean, your body does so many things naturally without you even thinking about it. You don't think about your heart beating. You don't think about right. your body digesting. You don't think about that. Your body naturally goes through these cleansing mechanisms all the time. All it needs you to do is just have your body and your immune system regulated, upregulated to a, to a point where it moves into this natural system itself. And so something else in terms of natural systems, you know, you mentioned bloating. So many people struggle with bloating. Yeah. And you have this great, in the book, I love this, your bloat-busting foods. What are some of your, your oh, bloat-busting you, you food favorites? You gotta know bloat-busting foods. My favorite is avocado. Okay, I, okay, I, I can do backflips when I talk about avocados <laughs> because I work with all these women that are so desperate, desperate for answers. They're desperate for answers and they've tried everything, they've done everything. 
And something as simple as a damn green thing <laughs> can make such a difference. So that's a great anti-bloating food. Salmon is another one. Some of these good fishes, they really take the bloat down. If you have any red carpet-like event, I'll just use that term loosely, but if you've got any event where you say, I, want, I need to look banging for this event. I need to look hotter than I've ever looked. If you incorporate some avocado, you incorporate some salmon, some berries, again, blueberries, really good for the skin, I can tell you. Start drinking lemon water. It seems like an oversimplification, and when people don't hear big words, and they don't feel like a lot of this and that's gone into it, they think, well, it can't be good enough. We have to change that paradigm of thinking. Think simple because <laughs> your body actually wants that because it wants things it can understand and the more complicated that we get the 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 more we're taken away from this ability for our body to understand this is the essence and the core behind ancestral medicine and nutrition ancestral nutrition really says this Eat and incorporate things that your body is used to and understand and gets into a flow. Everything's about the flow state, getting into the flow state. Allow your body to get into the flow state by giving it what foods that it understands, it digests mm -hmm. properly, and that it met metabolizes properly. So you're also a fan of foods rich in sulfur. Mm -hmm. Why and which one specifically? Because it's, we talk about cleansing and natural ways to cleanse the body. And so there's some beautiful foods out there that do this really uh, at, at a very high level. Simple stuff. So I will say things like cabbage, things like broccoli, things like cauliflower, which I defy you to go anywhere and not find ca cauliflower now. Here's one ca caveat I would like to say in, in, in relation to this. A lot of people, when they're on their health journey, a lot of times they have to start with repopulating the gut. Mm -hmm. And so when your body is a tweener, I call it, when it's fighting to get repopulated and healthy, a lot of times these vegetables will blow you out and then you get uncomfortable and then you stop the program or you stop thinking that vegetables will do you any good. So at first, if you're on this health journey and you're at the beginning of the journey, steam these vegetables. Even though they're great for you, steam them and don't have them raw. Let your body get its magic back before you start before you start having these vegetables raw. And then I think some people will get in the habit. It's like anything. They get excited about something and they have too much and there's some vegetables that are just hard to digest when you're consuming large quantities raw. There, there really <laughs> is. I mean, it just it's, it's, it's a time thing. It yeah. just takes time. And so... I think there, you know, there's so many people, you know, struggling in, in in our world, and there are things that Western medicine, you know, maybe not not up to date, not embracing, or they write off, or they're just not there yet. And one of those things you talk about in the book is this idea of histamine sensitivity. Mm -hmm. What is it? Why is it important, and how do you know if that's potentially an issue for you? But it's, it's one line. of those things that you know we don't talk a lot about. No, bottom line, I'll just really kind of bottom line this very simply because I don't want to get too layered in all of the, the the context of this. Other than to say, mast cell production very important. This is when it's an inflammatory uh, inflammatory reaction that the body has. So uh, bone broth. Some people, very small percentage have this histamine reaction to bone broth. So it's that mast cell reaction where you get the, the activated to the point where it becomes almost like an allergy. Right. Okay. So you may have, uh, you may get like little bumps or red skin. I don't, and I don't want to scare anyone. It's so you rare. You feel it. You know. But you know, because you feel like 
Yeah, it would be like if you it would be like if you ate something that you were sensitive to. You feel off. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that you can and you can the analogy would be like a food sensitivity. But some people will flare up into hives or their or their or their, their their body will will feel heated. And again, these are all signs and symptomology of inf- an inflammatory reaction. So that's how you know you have it. And what I say is you have to look back to the gut. And I feel like everyone says, no matter what you say anymore, point to the gut, point to the gut. <laughs> but there is a lot of truth to that. Point to the gut. A lot of times you have to heal the gut to get that inflammation down and start working on some practices and principles that work for you, your life, your body. And you know, another reason why a lot of us have reactions or illness to anything that's hard to make that connection. I remember I had patients that came in all the time and they couldn't make the connect between certain dairy and how their body felt. So I always tell patients, one of the things that you want to do is get that connection to how food makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Really dial into that connection because, again, we numb ourselves to a lot of that. And there was another point I was going to make, but I forget, but it'll come back. Well, uh, but you also, you work with a lot of people on weight management. I do. And it's 2020. We have access to more information than ever. Some of it conflicting, a lot of it conflicting. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, what do you see holding people back there? I think that we're moving away from weight loss. I have to tell you, and even Dr. Oz. I is notice I said away. weight management. Good, good. It's not about it's, it's weight not. management. It's it's, it's, it's defining what's your what, you said that. what's your healthy weight for you. We're all individuals, and just maintaining that mm-hmm. or achieving that or what mm-hmm. have you. But everyone's different. So. Yes. So I think there are things that scientifically work better with us, but I think your lifestyle has a lot to do with how things are applied and work for you. A lot of illnesses and a lot of the reasons why things don't work for us, it's the environment that we put ourselves in and the environment that we choose to stay in. That everyday hit of any kind of stressor or everyday, uh, and anything that does not agree with our body that we, but that we put ourselves in that situation all the time is going to affect how things work, even with weight management. So weight management, really, there is things that work that I find that work across the board. This has been my experience. One of them, we hear a lot about intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Intermittent fasting has really done incredible things for many, many people. And even when you apply something like uh, intermittent fasting or mini fasting, as I call it with sipping on bone broth all day, if if you're one of those people who say, I crash, I get cravings and crashes. And again, just like we talked about, repopulating the guts before you can move on to more mainstream there's the same thing with your blood sugar Mm -hmm. it's the same thing sometimes you have to ease into things you say well i get those cravings and crashes you know if you're hungry right after you eat or an hour after you eat you're grabbing for something or you have this you know the sugar that you always want you've got the sugar demon on your back these are all tells these are all tells and this is just a way of thinking well i've got to reset that's why i called it cleanse and reset you've got it's time to step back and just reset and with this you know a lot of even though i'm more known for doing weight management and my patients come to me for weight management jason i'll let you in on a big secret i never put anyone on a weight loss program per se i am putting them on programs that will do those three things reduce overall inflammation that will heal the gut, and that will help you become that natural fat burner and in doing so the weight, the, the inches just start to, to melt naturally. You know, you mentioned inflammation and where we started was 
you know, inflammation in your in your personal life, if you will, yes. or business Beautiful life. Beautiful way to put it. And, it. and it's an important point. We had, uh, as I say, the, the doctor's Perlmutters, because it's father and son now yes. with their latest book. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. It's so important that, that we're talking about this because, you know, they're talking about inflammation, not really, they talk a little bit about nutrition in the book, but it's more about the inflammation that's occurring in our brain and uh, what technology is doing and our emotional relationships. And, you know, we, we tend to talk a lot about nutrition here. And obviously I would say like health, health starts on your plate, but there's a lot of inflammation that's occurring around us that's not even related to the plate. And when that occurs, you tend to make bad decisions. Oh boy, your life, you want to... And that's the root cause. Kryptonite, <laughs> kryptonite, baby, kryptonite. I mean, it's the root cause. So let me explain to everyone what inflammation is. If, if you have, if you do something like you sprain, you sprain your, your, your wrist, or you have a little something going on, a lot of times you have inflammation that comes in and it heals it. So short-term inflammation, great. Long-term inflammation, not so great. That's head-to-toe inflammation. That's like an ongoing forest fire. And that ongoing forest fire is a common underpinning to almost every every modern-day disease we mm-hmm. have. And that's why you have to really shelf that, including all these autoimmune problems that are becoming really prevalent. You know, they're almost becoming, I mean, it's crazy how many people have an autoimmune or an autoimmune-related problem. But think about this, apply this one step further, as you said. Your your personal life can also create this ongoing fire. How, how What do I mean by this? You can have people in your personal life that are a constant inflammatory situation every time you face them (laughs) even though you're trying to interface with them and it starts out you know by the end of the conversation that forest fire is going to kick back in and it's it's these relationships that have to be managed when i talk about stress management or weight management what are we saying when we use the word management we mean lifestyle so you have to have it ingrained in the part of your lifestyle that all of this is managed because again, think about it. You have to think about yourself every day. You are this one big ball of energy. Boom, picture it like you're the sun. And then you have that much. And things that constantly leak it. Think about if you were leaking on every day, every day, every day. <laughs> Pretty soon, you got nothing. You got nothing to give. And that's not cool. That's not, well, you have nothing to give, then that's not being a humanitarian. That's not, you can't be a force for good. You can't be a force for anything. Do you have any, any tips for anyone struggling with energy vampires in their life right now? Oh, okay. Email me at... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a lot I can say about that. This is about, and I learned a lot of this from Dr. Sharon Melnick, who, who um, coached me on power. You have to hold on to your power. I call it assuming the position. You have to assume the position and keep your own power. And you do that by being right of mind. And any little thing, you know, I call them gnats. The little voices, the little things, they're all gnats to me. I don't, I focus on what I need to focus on. Who I need to focus on, what I need to focus on, what is important, and what makes me feel safe. The minute you start getting that feeling of feeling unsafe, you know what I mean. I always say there's people that always, I didn't, before I started learning about power and real power, even in the way you hold yourself, everything. You have to hold yourself in power. You have to look at someone in power. You have to breathe a powerful breath. Everything about you has to embody this 
power. And what happens is these people, unless they're family, and that's another discussion, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast that we should have, but they start to drop off. Right. What you find is if you really hold to this and you embody it and it becomes important enough to you that you know that holding on to my energy makes me a force for good and you know, de- depleting myself I, I am telling you, I, I look back, and the funny thing is, Jason, I even look back at selfies, and I say, how in the world did I not know I was going down? How did I not know? <laughs> you know, you got the sunken in eyes, and you start losing life. And I want you, everyone to think about that. The more you're depleted from other human beings, you are losing a little bit of life. You're losing life, that life force, that life force that you have. And your cells, they'll start communicating and saying, what in the God's earth is wrong with her? Can she not see this is not good for her? And you're sending really poor messages out to the cosmos. You are. You're saying you don't care about yourself. When you allow someone to beat you up, no matter what way, you know, emotionally, whatever, you are sending a message out that says, I don't care enough about myself. And that sends out a really bad trail. I can tell you that personally. It sends out a bad trail of things. So you mentioned uh, breathing and something you, you talk about in the book, which I'm a big fan of as a, as a tool in our toolkit is breath work. What do you love about breath work? Because, you know, and, and I will tell you, there's two things I love. And I love breath work and I love some, some points like K27, kidney 27, which is a point that will infuse you with energy right away, oxygenate both hemispheres of your brain. So it's like right beneath your collarbone. Right, right below, you'll, you'll, yep, close to your breastbone, you'll feel like little divots. And you just breathe and you press on these things. Uh, I used to call, I used to teach kids this because it, I t- would tell them before they take a test, they have to press their energy buttons. And they used to <laughs> love pressing their energy buttons. But the breath work allows us to think in the present time. When you do breath work, you all of a sudden become really dialed in to the present moment and you don't make up drama. We are walking around like soap opera characters. We're always in drama about what's in the past, what's in the future. We have brain fog from certain you know, lifestyle practices, all this stuff. And the breath work kind of takes you down and allows you to get the operating system of your brain, this executive functioning. It allows the executive functioning part of our brain to start being kind. The more breath work we do, again, you're, you're putting these messages out there to the universe, to yourself, that you're being kind. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this whole thing about being kind. I'm really working on that in 2020, seeing the love in everyone, you know, seeing God in everyone. I mean, that's my, that's my nomenclature. But however you want to look at this, really seeing the beauty in everyone, being kind to myself and others. And I always had this kind of notion and the way I was brought up, you know, being kind to others. Uh, but now I'm kind of turning that around in 2020 and being kind to myself as equally as I am to others. Amen to that. Mm. We'll close there. Yeah. Dr. Amen. Kellyanne, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.